0: Hey, HoopBallers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in Sports Betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Iris Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at Hoopball Gaming, at Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a HoopBall presentation.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, and it's Wednesday, so well Wednesday night. Thursdays when you guys are listening to this, I was always we're recording this the night before, and I am joined by the wonderful Aaron Asmus uh, to break down not one slate, but we're, we're going to be talking about both slates: the early slate, uh, two game slate on DK, as well as the five game main slate. But more importantly, man, uh,
0: we haven't spoken a week. How you been, brother? Yeah, man, been pretty good. Um, was a really good week for me. I think the, our last podcast, we kind of we hit on everything almost perfectly. So hopefully, you guys listened to us last week, and if you did, you probably made some good money. Yeah, it's always nice when you uh,
1: when you get everything clicking on all cylinders on one of those nights where everything on the pod hit. We both were on a lot of those similar plays, and uh, for good reasoning, clearly because yeah, I had a great night that night. And hey, listeners, if you guys ever have one of those good nights, because. I know me and Aaron. We took home uh, a little bit, of, a little bit of coin that night. Um, yeah. You know, not the whole nuts, but uh, we did, we did all right. And uh, if you guys have any of those big wins, share them with us. We would love to see that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, we know that we're never building the lineups for you guys. You're out there building them. Uh, but you know, just having a little bit of a, a hand in something once in a while makes us feel a little bit better over here. So if you have one of those, don't be afraid to share them. Uh, you know, if you want to tag in uh, hoop ball, um, we'd love to see that kind of good stuff. But our goal man and we're gonna we're gonna try to repeat that process uh you know have one of those maybe it's um maybe it's like a thursday thing for us maybe that's gonna be our slate uh let's let's repeat that process we're gonna we got seven games to talk about so uh we'll jump right into this before we do though real fast a quick shout out to our presenting sponsors over there at manscaped absolutely crushing it uh i i was just on with santino talking about it um i went out there i got that perfect package and it does come with a lawnmower 3.0 Comes with toner, conditioner, uh, a nice little pair of boxers, and uh, a T-shirt as well. So, uh, nice little goodies. Use the promo code HOOPBALL twenty H O O P B A L L two zero to get twenty percent off plus free shipping. You will not regret this purchase, and I can assure you of that. It is a luxury that will uh, that will change. I would say uh, your cleanliness habits. So, uh, check them out. But let's jump right into this, brother. Early slate. First game on the dock at Boston Celtics going against the Washington Wizards 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. And they do actually have a, uh, a spread released for this right now or a game total of 230 and a half. Um, and Boston is actually being favored by 10 and a half points. Um, and hey, that does really? not look like it's updated. Uh, OK, I was going to say. Yeah, that's probably that's probably, uh, you know. Uh, pre-injury release or rest release because uh, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Daniel Tice, Kemba Walker are all resting. Uh, As far as the Wizards, uh, it's just Garrison Matthews who has not been with the team, so they should have a full team available. So, obviously, uh, only a two-game slate, but looks like if you need any value, you're going to be able to find it right here. So before we jump into all the value, though, let's start. Let's just get this uh, this Washington team right out of the way. Um, Pretty much, I think we know the main guys that we've been targeting and that we're willing to target. uh, But they're not going against that same old typical Boston defense that scares us away from these perimeter guys. So who are you really looking at to target?
0: Yeah, I think um, you kind of hit it before that this on this little two game slate salary doesn't matter at all. So even though uh, Troy Brown, he got a he finally is priced where he should be. You know, he's kind of been one of the better values of the bubble. At six thousand eight hundred, it kind of doesn't matter. It's you know, he's he's the guy who's involved uh, in their offense. He's the guy they want to really develop and get a get a good look at if you know he can be kind of a core piece next to Bradley Beal and John Wall next season. Um, and yeah, I think I think Troy Brown Jr. is would be would be a core play for me. And then Thomas Bryant at 8K is another guy. Um, I think you're probably playing. We'll, we'll talk about the Celtics centers when we get there. But um, yeah, I think this is an excellent bounce back spot. You know, he's he's going to be facing you know Ennis Cantor. You know, Robert Williams is an excellent defender. But if they don't limit his minutes again, which I think was more or less tied to the Wizards getting blown out. Um, You know this is just gonna be another really great spot for him and you know with the with the big the bigger height price hike, I think Maybe he's a little less owned than he should be on this slate So I would I would really key in on those two guys All right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on Troy Brown Uh, I mean
1: now that he's pretty much primarily playing point guard uh, just the opportunity for assists are there. He's been getting rebounds left and right, uh, 6, 8, 10, and 8 over the past four games. And in all four of those games, he's taken at least 14 shot attempts. So uh, he's absorbing a ton of usage. I'm all for it. Like you said, price tag doesn't matter. If it was 6,800, that is like a six or seven game slate when we had options, that would be a different story. Uh, but, you know, I have no price. problem paying that price tag. Uh, Thomas Bryant, I, I like this matchup. If I knew he was playing 30, 35 minutes, I'd be all for it. Like you said money doesn't necessarily matter um, but there are two centers that I do have a lot of interest in and, and on only this two game slate. Um, one of them you already mentioned we'll get to that we'll get to that side of the ball in a minute. Um, and then I guess you know not looking at it at point per dollar just raw point standpoint Brian, Brian probably does have the highest upside of any of these centers so um, really? I don't mind, I don't mind taking a look at him. I'll probably leave uh, Ishmith and Napier out. I uh, don't really feel like juggling those guys especially if they're both healthy. Uh, and then if I had to pick a third option, I, I'd have to look at Jerome Robinson. This guy's just been balling out tons of usage, uh, 33 minutes in the last game, put up 31 DK points and then put up 35 DK points in the game before that, only playing 29 minutes. Uh, we don't really have to worry about any of these perimeter guys. I mean, when we are talking about some of the guys that are going to actually be, you know, playing a little bit more, uh, we're talking about Brad Wanamaker who is pretty daisical on defense. Uh, Carson Edwards I don't I don't know if they'll go as deep down to Treymont Waters. Uh but none of those guys are anything close to a good defender. So I don't I don't mind taking a look uh at a guy like Jerome Robinson as well.
0: Yeah, and you know, kinda at this point in the season we're looking for motivation for these guys to play. And, you know, Jerome Robinson, he's had a pretty good bubble overall. And he's a young guy, uh, who they kind con- they they want to get develop developmental minutes uh for. So I think he's pretty secure in that twenty-eight to thirty-two minute range, which you know on this kind of slate, it's you know that's a, that's a value in itself, regardless of his price tag.
1: Yeah, those are the three guys I'm looking at. I wouldn't mind Rui. Um, you know, Rui is probably the most makes the most sense for my initial builds. Like I said, if I'm looking at two other centers as well, I can still get exposure to that front court with Rui if I'd like. Um, and he should have a pretty, I wouldn't say a cakewalk matchup. Most likely, you get a, a nice handful of semi uh who's a big-bodied dude, but uh, does not have as much height like Rui does. So Rui might be able to get up over him for his, those jump shots. So um, ready to slide really? over to Boston? Let's do it, Boston. So we talked about all these starters out. Uh, what can we expect from a starting lineup? I would expect, you know, Brad Wanamaker likely starting at the one. Uh, Carson Edwards or Romeo Langford, uh, probably stuff. Probably uh, probably Langford uh, at the two. Yeah, I think um, you go
0: Langford. Um, yeah, and then I think Javante Green would probably mm-hmm. slot in, and then Grant Williams or Ojale at the four.
1: Yeah, I think it would. I think I know um, they'd probably play Grant Williams at the four maybe even the five Ojoley at the three. And if they're playing Williams at the four or at the five, then they'd uh, push Ojoley up. Uh, but that doesn't mean just because you're not in the starting lineup that you're not going to be in play because uh, one of the centers that I have a lot of interest in, we mentioned him, uh, it's Robert Williams. Uh, the guy's just a point per minute monster. He's been playing decent minutes in the bubble in the, you know, in the teens, sometimes even in the lower teens, like that game against Brooklyn and just look at what he's doing as a point per minute monster. Uh, last game fourteen minutes, twenty five DK points against Brooklyn, nineteen minutes, he put up thirty five DK points., uh, he's yeah. a blocks machine. so I, I'm gonna have a ton of interest in Robert Williams. Uh, but before I just go off and start talking about all the Celtics I like, uh, I'll let you take the floor. I'm a gentleman, so uh, oh,
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs>
1: well,
0: why don't you talk uh, to uh,
1: about a handful of I mean, give me a, give me give me your two favorite Celtics. Let's go with that.
0: Uh, I think it's going to be the two centers. I think it's going to be Robert Williams and Ennis Cantor. Um, I think there's very likely you get 48 minutes uh, against of the Celtics center production uh, against the Washington defense for what, 6,600 combined. And then if you do that, that pretty much lets you do literally whatever whatever else you want with the rest of your lineup. Um, and Cantor is kind of, he's one of the only guys left, uh, in this rotation who's used to dealing with a big usage rate and actually being successful at doing so so even if they don't overextend him um, you know for if he gets I, I think probably 20 22 minutes is pretty likely for him in this spot you know he's he's had games where he you know he's 1.82 fantasy points per minute in the right spot and, um, I, yeah, I, I think that's my initial build lean is building through these two centers and then getting whatever else you want in um, your other positions. I mean, you can't go wrong
1: with either one of them. Um, yeah, I've been trying to rattle my brain and try to think where the ownership goes between the two of them. I'd probably assume Robert, uh, Robert Williams gets a little bit more ownership just for people that are like box score and uh, game log watching. Seeing those recent performances where he's putting up some pretty good points and in little minutes, like I mentioned, uh, but I'm on board. I like both those guys. Uh, I'm also pretty high on Semi Ojale. They just always play this guy a boatload of minutes, and he can rack it up in so many different ways. He's a he's like the uh, the Kyle O'Quinn chalk. Uh, You know, when you're not expecting right. it, he has the fat games, and uh, sometimes when you're a little bit over expecting, and you're you know like maybe it could be like what we're looking at right now, uh, he struggles. But I'm still willing to take the chance, thirty-three hundred. Um, get you good exposure. They he matches up well against Rui, and that just makes the most sense of the guy that they might have on him. Uh, Grant Williams will spend some time on him, but Ojolet has a motor, and he is a big-bodied boy. He's like a like a little bowling ball. But what about the backcourt? Anybody you're targeting back there?
0: Yeah, um, I think maybe one of my semi-hot takes is I don't really want to play Wanamaker. Um, they have because we we kind of went through all the guards they do have that they can. Get some, you know, some good game experience here. And Wanamaker is going to be in their playoff rotation um, as a reserve. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that they would want to run him out there for 35 minutes. And uh, oh, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't I don't expect like him necessarily to play 35. But I do think, you know, low 30s are definitely in the card. I mean, he's going to be a part of the rotation. Um, but you know, not like a the main full. Fo- He's not necessarily playing back a point guard in the rotation. He's basically playing third string because the way that they rotate smart. But I could still see him playing thirty-two. It's a great matchup. But I'm I'm with all that being said. I'm kind of with you. I'm leaning towards not playing him at the moment just because I expect him to be the chalkier of the Boston players. He, everybody always goes the wanna maker as soon as somebody's out.
0: And I think if you if you're building an optimal lineup and you needed that salary, which I don't necessarily think you do, um, I think you'd probably play him because I think 25 to 28 minutes are pretty safe. But again, I think this is like a really great spot for them to you know get Javante Green, to get Carson Edwards, to get Traymont Waters, to get Romeo Langford. Get these guys some real game experience you know when these guys likely aren't gonna touch the playoffs mm-hmm. and well like you said what you said is true with Wanamaker you know he's probably like the ninth or tenth guy in the rotation you know if something does happen he, to Smart or Kemba or, um, or Jalen you know he'd be kind of the next guy he'd be the next guy up so I think in I think in tournaments I would I would look to kind of one of these cheaper guards as a pivot off wanna maker to make yourself different.
1: Yeah, and I think I think Langford would be the guy that I'm looking to if you're looking at one yeah, of those cheaper guards. Um, we've seen uh, I think it was like once or twice during the season where it was garbage time or all the starters were resting, uh, and Langford was able to pour on a couple of points. He's not tried to shoot. Uh, you know, one of one of the top prospects at one point. At one point in time, I think he was a consensus like top five pick uh, beginning of the college season or somewhere towards the middle. He was supposed to be up there, but we, uh, we have a lot of options, a lot of value in that game, but we'll keep it moving to the next game. My good friend, we have the Sacramento Kings going against the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, There has not yet been a spread release for this game. And that's in part due to some of the injury news that we have to keep an eye on. Uh, So as far as Sacramento goes, there are some people resting, Darren Fox, for Sean Holmes, Kent Bazemore. Uh, they will all be out, and it's actually not necessarily just rest. They're, they're pretty much all dealing with injuries. Kent Bazemore with yep. his calf, Holmes uh, with his hip, and then Fox with the shoulder. Everybody else is pretty much good for Sacramento. And then on the Lakers, uh, we have some things to keep an eye on. It looks like Caldwell Pope will be uh, will not play uh not too sure if it is rest that's what i'm kind of gearing that up towards alex caruso has been dealing with a neck injury though and he's also sitting uh and then anthony davis is currently being considered questionable sore right knee uh we know the deal with him lebron james has that questionable tag for his groin but he's being uh treated and listed as probable uh and then the regular other backcourt injuries with rondo and bradley uh, bradley being away from the bubble so Uh, We'll start with this Kings team, Uh, Darren Fox out for the second game in a row. Same thing with Holmes and Bazemore. Uh, Who do you look to capitalize off that usage with all three of those guys out?
0: Yeah, so in their last game against the Pelicans, uh, Bogdanovich, Bielitsa, Barnes, and Corey Joseph all played into the mid-30s. So, that honestly, that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, Um, just from, like, why would you— you know, the season's over while you're running kind of your core rotation pieces that uh, that that many minutes. Um, so I'm a little skeptical of kind of these guys minutes ceiling. Um, I think you could see a lot of Daquan Jeffries. I think you can see some Kyle Guy, some Justin James, some of the younger Kings players who haven't really gotten a look uh, so far in the bubble and get, getting them some game experience. Um but again, if you're playing this 2 games slate, you kind of have to spend. You have to spend somewhere. Um, and Bogdanovich, the last, I, I think he's, I think he's your guy from from the Kings. His his usage rate has been um, just really, really elevated the last three or four games. He's um, he's basically the de facto point guard with Corey Joseph kind of standing in the corner. Um, he, so even if you know he get he does get kind of a minutes reduction to. 25 to 28 somewhere around there i think he's still just from a raw points raw points perspective he's he's gonna be the best play on the kings
1: yeah i think he's got to be the top option just the way how well he's been playing his minutes being so secure um playing big minutes put 38 minutes in that last game and uh he has not scored anything less than 34 dk points which is more than value on 6400 Uh, over the past four games so yeah tough matchup don't get me wrong but we're going to be spending up on some guys and I think he is the top option on the Kings and uh, if I had to go with the number two um, I'm looking at Harry Giles man I have some interest in Harry Giles Uh, came out and balled off the bench in that last one 25 minutes 6 of 17 shooting put up a nice double double almost fouled out but uh, who knows probably could have played a couple extra minutes if he didn't have five fouls at the time but Uh, you know, this Lakers team, they play big. We know that, um, you know, with Rashawn Holmes out, Jabari Parker barely sniffs the court and don't even worry about thinking about his name. Uh, there's only Alex Len and Harry Giles left. And Len was dealing with an injury up until a few games ago has been limited since his return. The most he's really played was 16 minutes. Um, but I think both these guys are very much in play. I feel a little safer with Giles. Len will probably draw the, draw the start again. Um, but if one of these guys plays 25 to 30 minutes, it, they're in a smash spot. So I don't mind
0: taking a look at both those guys,
1: and then uh, I would say Bogdanovich is up there as well.
0: Yeah, I mean Harry Giles, I think he's another one of those young guys where, you know, if you know the Walton kind of dials back the you know the Bielita Barnes, kind of the main key guys, you know Giles is going to be the biggest beneficiary, beneficiary of that minutes wise. So yeah, it's a great call.
1: Uh, anybody else you're looking for on Sacramento
0: again it's it's kind of just guys we have to spend money on I mean I think you can go to Buddy Heald even though he's been awful but you know he's he's going to be on the court um I'm just I'm just kind of scared of this game in general just from a minutes volatility standpoint yeah
1: um, I, I hear that I that's the minute volatility is exactly why I, I cannot co-sign Buddy Heald uh, even when they needed, like playing that last game, you thought, you know, with the guards out that they had, Darren Fox was out, Baysmore was out. This was going to be the time that they're going to play Buddy Heald, but now Luke Walton still did not play him. Uh, right. He hates him. He really, like if if you're not going to play him in that last game, I don't see a good time to play him. So, I just can't get behind it, just with the simple fact of they literally hate this dude more than anything. I've never I've never seen any, which is crazy, because at this point last year they were hyping, they loved him. Uh, you know Vladi Vladi was to say nothing but good things how much how he deserved all this money uh, Right, but who knows? who knows if this is coming from the top down or if this is just
0: uh, It sounds like or it feels like it's got Walton's wrongdoings all over it No, it's in you know, he's kind of refused to play him and Bogdan, him Bogdanovich and Fox together all season which you know the, the Kings are not a great team in the first place but it makes more sense to me to just to get your best players on the court and let them figure it out and that's kind of just been a whole thing the whole year with the Kings so I he probably gets traded in the offseason that's that's my guess I think that's uh, what everybody in the situation is hoping for at this point
1: but uh, we'll go to the Lakers now uh, we talked about you know some of the injuries in the backcourt but call of Pope Caruso Davis being questionable, uh, we'll start at the top. LeBron James, uh, sure, we'll have money for him. Um, do we? Is there any
0: reason why we should not play LeBron James? No, I. You you just lock him in. You know he's he's by far the highest uh, raw points projection on the slate. You know you can. There's so much value that you can still make unique lineups around him to be different in tournaments where you, you know you can leave 2K even even 3K off the table and you can still make a really great team so i think rather rather than try to get fancy and fade him you know i, I think you just play him and then you you get unique around him yeah i'm with it it's kind of like the same situation that we saw
1: today with uh with james harden um you know people were a little worried they might play limited minutes but with all the value i had the raw points projection that he was looking at with uh westbrook out it's just lock him in uh and that's how i feel about this two game slate with lebron and uh, with Davis out, I think Kuzma just becomes another smash play. Um, I don't know if, if it's going to be game-winning shot, Kuzma, uh, right. but you know hey, he, he gets a ton of usage, and if he's got the confidence right now, I don't mind looking at him. Um, outside of that, I I like to target shooting guards versus the Kings, man. That's kind of my thing, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I might be looking at a little Dion Waiters. Uh, I don't love it. I don't feel awfully confident. Uh, but, uh, you know, the minutes have been there the past three games, 27, 25, and 26. And he is a shooting guard going against uh, the Kings. So I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't mention it.
0: Yeah, I mean, just kind of this whole slate is we, is just so volatile where I think Dion is one of those guys where, you know, in a LeBron lineup, maybe you leave, you know, 2K off where maybe you, you go down to Dion over Troy Brown, but Dion ends up getting thirty four minutes, Troy Brown ends up, you know, in the mid twenties, something like that. You know, that can that can win you a tournament and that's perfectly viable on this slate. Um so playing, yeah, I both. Yeah, or or playing both, you know, it's um so yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's I think you gotta you gotta get a little weird on these kind of short two game slates and especially with kind of the situation uh all all four of these teams are in where there's not there's not a whole lot to play for. It's just look to be unique. Don't I would not spend all your salary if you can if you can help it. And just look to build around LeBron in as a unique way as possible. Yes sir. And we have plenty of options,
1: different value spots to go with. So uh well, let's keep it moving now man. I we gotta we we spent some time on that. So we're gonna motor through we got five games. This is the main slate, uh, the one that will be more popular. A lot of people working during the day uh, might not be able to get ready for those early slates. So uh, we'll start at Milwaukee, Memphis, uh, 4 o'clock, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game uh, at the moment. As far as a spread is concerned for this one, uh, they have not yet released one. Uh, and that's pretty much going to be the theme for all of these games. But what it looks like at you know one of them. Uh, has a spread release at the moment. But injuries are a real thing as well. So uh, for Memphis, it's really just looking like Jared Jackson Jr. and Ty- uh, Tyus Jones, Justice Winslow, all of them are out. Ursan uh, Ilyasova is being considered or being listed as questionable. Right elbow strained. Wesley Matthews is out. And as we know, Giannis, the headbutt. The headbutter, uh, yeah. The headbutter is suspended one game. So, uh, and, you know, it, it, with all that happening, you know, don't be surprised. It's, it is the first game on the slate. We might hear a little bit more trickle-down stuff because, uh, you know, that's just the way the Bucks were rolled. Well, they're not really playing for anything right now. Uh, but on the other side, we know Memphis is uh, playing for their playoff hopes at the moment. Uh, the, the wheels kind of fell off during the bubble. And uh, we know that they're going to probably play most of the guys' big minutes. So we'll start with this Milwaukee team. But with Giannis out, uh, are you looking to target anybody over there?
0: Yeah, I think I think we're more than likely going to see Middleton, Brooks, and Bledsoe all ruled out. Kind of once we get closer to lock, um, I just don't see any reason why they would play those guys. I, you know, I think there would be some merit if you wanted to get, you know, maybe a couple like playoff, you know, different rotations with Giannis in there. You know, maybe give. Those guys like eighteen to twenty minutes. Sit them in the second half, kind of as a little tune-up game. But without Giannis in there, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for the Bucks to play their main guys. Um, so I'll, right now, you know, I'm kind of operating under the uh, the guise of um, those those players are sitting. So if that's the case, I think um, Frank Mason would become a must-play um 4300 he's gonna he really played well in that washington game really controlled the ball um and he's not definitely not afraid to shoot in a fast up-tempo matchup against Memphis. i think he's probably he'd be a staple if those guys get ruled out um i would also look to dj wilson as um another kind of maybe lower lower owned guy if all these uh bucks veterans get ruled out and then they kind of just throw him to the wolves and say hey go play you know 35 40 minutes type of thing as a young guy um again this is this is definitely something tomorrow uh well i guess today when (laughs) when the podcast comes out to watch but i fully expect the we're going to see more people sit on milwaukee and so I think guys like Frank Mason, Sterling Brown, DJ Wilson would all be really would be some of the best value on the slate. Yeah, so I'm I'm
1: kind of with you on it. I'm I'm just not completely ready to just rule the the starters out just yet knowing that Middleton and Bledsoe uh they both rested going in that in that Washington game. They kind of sat out on Tuesday. So there's a, you know, there's a decent chance that they do end up playing in this game. Um do they play a full complement of minutes? That I don't know. Uh, they might just play two quarters, end up, you know, getting pulled at half and then never coming back in. So I, I can see it going both ways. And with that kind of that, you know, weird little mystery in limbo kind of sort of minutes rotation, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in necessarily paying for these guys either. Uh, eighty-three hundred. Right. If I knew I was getting thirty plus minutes out of Middleton at eighty-three hundred, no Giannis, I'd be okay with that. I think that's a fair price tag for that kind of situation. And Bledsoe at fifty-eight, same thing. Um, You know, maybe you lean more towards Bledsoe just because you're getting such a discount. And if he only plays two quarters, he can still do pretty good damage with that. Uh, But otherwise, uh, you know, I'd have to see these guys ruled out. And we would have that news prior. But if they are ruled out, Frank Mason, uh, I'm with you. Fantastic play. DJ Wilson, another guy I'd be looking at. Um, Dante DiVincenzo is pretty firmly in the rotation. And then I'd be looking at a guy like Sterling Brown. Uh, he played well off the bench. Took 16 shot attempts in that Washington game.
0: 30 minutes. Uh, probably looking at those three guys in the scenario that they sit. Yeah, agreed. Um, you know, if they if those guys do end up playing, um, I I just don't like. I don't see a a path for them getting to like even 25 minutes. So they they would be firmly out of play for me.
1: Yeah, they're, and you're paying premium price. But uh, this Memphis team is a different story. Uh, these guys are ready to play. Uh, they're playing for their playoff hopes right now. Uh, we could probably expect a full complement of minutes of from anybody that can you know handle them. Uh, so we'll start, man. Uh, Memphis, who are you looking at?
0: Yeah. So I, I, a theme of this slate for me is making sure your spends are on teams stars that still care about playing. So I, th- I think John Morant he kind of firmly fits into this category, and his minutes just floor has been one of the best in the entire bubble. in a In a must win game, with you know Giannis, you know the the defense defenses you know was historically great this season, but you no know, no Giannis on the floor, I think you're very likely going to see more of the, their starters sit. Um, it's going to be an up tempo matchup. Milwaukee is one of the faster teams in in the league. Memphis played extremely fast this year. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly if he fits perfectly into roster construction because we're going to talk about Dame Lillard and um, Deontay Murray and possibly you know if Frank Mason value opens up. But yeah, I, John Morant, he's a core. He's a core piece for me. Yeah, I can't argue with that. The
1: price tag's up, but the minutes have been up as well. So. As long as he's going to be playing close to, you know, 38, 37 to 40-something minutes, 42 in that last one against Boston, uh, I'm okay with that. No worries uh, paying that price tag with a guy playing that many minutes. And he is going to garner insane usage. Not the best matchup, but I get why he's nine grand. Um, All right, man. What about uh, anybody in the front court? Brandon Clark, Jonas,
0: uh, you have any interest in either one of those guys? Not especially, I think I think you can play Jonas in tournaments as kind of as like a, a more direct pivot off DeAndre Ayton, who's I think he's gonna be extremely popular and I um, there I think Jonas is four hundred dollars less. Um, but you know if Jonas does have to see Brooke Lopez for you know fifteen to twenty minutes, that's a really tough defensive matchup. Um, if those guys get rolled out, that obviously boosts Jonas significantly. And so he, he would be the guy I would look towards um, just because it's the must-win game. You know, he's a fantasy point-per-minute monster. If we can get him towards 30 minutes, you know, he's going to be one of the better plays on the slate. Um, everyone else, not so much. Brandon Clark, he's been, he's been okay, but he's kind of... He, we haven't really seen a minute ceiling from him he's kind of just fallen into that 25 to 28 29 minute range um and you can you can play dylan brooks in tournaments you know he that, that dude just loves nothing more than chucking chucking the basketball um he's still reasonably priced too at 5500 but i think with him too i would want more of the milwaukee starters out because mm-hmm. this is a, a more tougher matchup for dylan brooks yeah,
1: it's a tough matchup for I mean, basically everybody. If, if Jonas, I'm with you, he's uh, one of the best point-per-minute guys in the NBA where if he was playing 30-plus minutes, I'd, I'd be all over that. Um, and he very well might. I mean, if, if we end up seeing Burke Lopez only plays the first quarter or two, that doesn't mean that they're not going to take advantage of Jonas going against, you know, the bench mob that, uh, that the Bucs do have. So right. um, I, I wouldn't mind taking a look. He'd only be a, he'd be a tournament play for me. I wouldn't trust him as much in cash just because we know how volatile those minutes can be. Uh, Morant, you could play you know, either one. Clark, probably a better cash play as opposed to, you know, Jonas being the tournament play. Uh, and then I can see you using a guy like Grayson Allen here and there. If you if he just rounds out a lineup perfectly, uh, the minutes have been consistent. Uh, basically playing at least like 25 plus over the past four games. And he is pretty much getting about five X in most of those as well. So, um, wouldn't mind taking a look at him, but not like confidence really in a GPP. I just don't see him dropping, you know, 35 or 40 DK points. Uh, anybody else you ready to move on to the next one. Let's move on. Dallas Mavericks going against the Phoenix suns. No spread, uh, released on this one just yet, but, uh, as far as injuries are concerned, Seth Curry for Dallas is being considered questionable right leg soreness. Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleber are both probable. Uh, Courtney Lee is out, and Kristaps Porzingis is being considered questionable with a left heel contusion. And then for Phoenix, Cam Johnson is probable, and Kelly Oubre Jr. is doubtful. So uh, Let's start off with this this uh, Mavericks team. You
0: playing Luka at 11-4? I am not playing Luca at eleven four. Um, yeah, I think this is you know Stapps is questionable, um, so he would get he would get that really great usage boost if he didn't play. But I just I don't think the minutes are going to be there. Um, they've really been playing Luca a ton the whole bubble. Um, I. His last game against Portland at 35 minutes was his lowest output of his lowest minutes output of the bubble. Um, so, yeah, I think this would be a spot, you know, they kind of they would, I think they'd ideally like to get him to 28, 30 minutes. You know, they don't have anything left to play for. Um, I'd much rather spend on um, a couple of other guys. You know, I'd rather play Jaw, I'd rather play Booker, I'd rather play DeAndre Ayton. Um, just guys we know that, you know, they they have to be locked into 35-plus minutes in their game. Yeah, I'm
1: with you on that one. Um, you know, Luca 11-4, it's a premium price tag, and at this point, uh, Mavs aren't playing for anything. So, you know, you're paying that premium price. Could you pay it off? Absolutely. It's Luka Doncic, but uh, there's other guys that are high up. You know, we'll get to Damian Lillard uh, later on where you, you know, must-win situation. It's hard not to want to spend up. Or just Devin Booker on the other side. Um, a couple other guys that we could look at. You know, there is one guy, though, that is standing out to me, man. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my boy. Uh, and that's Boban. Uh, okay. Chris Stapp's being questionable. Uh, if he does sit, I think we might see a little bit of Boban starting action. Uh, when we look to that And on the first half of that back-to-back where Chris Stapp sat, that's the game Boban started, played 25 minutes. Uh, and it did Bobon like things anytime we know this guy's on the court He's just a mammoth of a man and grabs every rebound blocks every shot smiles while doing so Uh, and just toys with everybody. So Uh, keep an eye on that if chris Stapps is out i'd have some interest in him Um outside of that man, I I really don't have a lot of interest in, in, on this dallas team
0: Yeah, I I think it's it's a tough spot to go to just um you know, I I really like the ball bond call. I think he firmly becomes in play. Um, it's, you know they they like to run him out there in games where they're not really playing anybody. You know, you know Maxi Kleber, he's gonna be. He's gonna be a part of their playoff rotation. So um, so I I would be really shocked if and he's kind of been dealing with injuries, um, the last couple games. So I'd be I'd be surprised if they ran him out for significant minutes. Then just. If Kristaps is out, I think anytime you can project Boban for twenty or so minutes, like it's it's just full go time.
1: Oh yeah, I'll play him at like fifteen. Uh, half the time yeah. I have to. I mean, if he's near minimum salary, he'd probably get you twenty five at fifteen. Uh, yeah. we'll take we'll take that. But uh, we'll slide over to the Phoenix side of the team uh, side of the ball. Uh, you know, we just talked about Devin Booker nine thousand eight hundred. It's a big price tag for him. Uh, but Phoenix has been hot. He's arguably the hottest player in the bubble right now. And uh, they're in a must-win situation as well. So why don't you break it down? I mean, you know, Devin Booker, 9,800, I think he's going to be on a lot of people's radar. So we don't we don't need to spend too much time on him. Uh, but what about some of these other guys over here on Phoenix?
0: Yeah, uh, I think the only thing I'll say is, you know, points are going to be at a premium on this slate. So while well, guys like Booker, Jaw, and Damian Lillard all got pretty significant price boosts, it's probably not enough just because we know these guys are going to be on the floor. They're going to be taking a bunch of shots and we don't really have to question, you know, if maybe they get sat the whole fourth quarter or something like that. So I think Booker and Aiton, I would have in just about every lineup I make today. Um, Just because we're so secure in what, what we think their minutes uh, expectation is going to be Um, outside of them. I I think I think you can look to pretty much everyone um, on this team. I think uh, Bridges is still cheap at $5,300. Cam Johnson fifty one hundred, and it's like you know these are these are guys we can trust. They trust their minutes, and that's so valuable on this slate. So I, I, it definitely comes down to your roster construction. But I I wouldn't I wouldn't x out anyone. Um, As far as the ancillary guys, you know, Rubio is probably more of a tournament play at 7,300. Just because he's kind of been the one guy they've been a little hesitant to kind of bump past 30 minutes. But, I mean, there's definitely a scenario if, you know, it's a close game down down at the end. They have to get him up to 34, 35 minutes. That can be, you know, that can be a tournament winning upside play. Uh, But, yeah, I think just pretty much everyone. I I don't think you X out anyone on this team.
1: I don't even need to say anything else. I think you uh, you just said it perfectly. I think Booker ate and great plays Rubio makes a fantastic uh, Turn my play he-, he crushes Dallas um, great point-per-minute producer against Dallas, but Depending on the minutes that might not be enough with some of these other guys that we're gonna have available uh, If he plays 30 plus though, I would be locking him in if I knew he was playing 30 plus minutes uh, I have interest in all three of those guys um, I have a little slight less interest on like the peripheral guys. So you know, Bridges shot eight of ten in that last game. I uh, don't know if that's going to happen again. Cam Johnson didn't hit all of his big games that he's had. Uh, they generally involved like you know close to double digit rebounds. Um, so I, I mean, I I'll, I'll, I wouldn't mind it if I landed on them, but I probably wouldn't go out of my way to play them either. Uh, but other, I, I think the studs are lock and loads. Let's go. Uh, you could play both. You could play either one, um, and I would have no qualms with that yep all right man keep it moving Six thirty game san antonio spurs going against the utah jazz there is no spread yet released uh for either one of these teams uh, or a game total for that matter uh, as far as spurs are concerned Bryn forbes it has been ruled out right quad tightness uh, and then tyler zeller has also been ruled out uh, right knee bone bruise so uh, Jazz are going to be without Conley, Moody, or Conley and Gobert are both out, and then Emmanuel Moody is being considered questionable left seat, uh, left knee soreness. Would it be shocked if he sits though with just any remote injury? Knowing the Jazz are pretty much locked in uh, at the moment, so why don't you talk about this San Antonio team? Uh, you know, both Murray and White will be in the lineup, so we're going to have to make the decision. Uh, which one of those two do you prefer?
0: Yeah, I think I'm. Again, this is another one of those teams where I think the Spurs are should be a real focus of the guys you're building your lines with. You know, it's you know it's another must-win game. It's a very winnable game. You know, the the um, without Gobert, the Utah defense is obviously going to be significantly weaker. Um, but between Murray and White, I always go Murray. Um, I he's just. He's just the higher upside. He's the higher floor ceiling combination player for me. Um, White basically has to shoot really well in order to hit his ceiling. Um, But I think you can easily make lineups where you play both. It's just another one of uh, of these situations where we we feel really good about where these guys' minutes are going to be in a close game. Um, But I would lean Murray between the two of them.
1: All right, I I don't. I mean, I like them both. If push comes to shove and I had to pick one of them, uh, I'd probably go Murray too. But that $600 discount, uh, White being shooting guard eligible, definitely keeps him in play
0: for me as well. Um,
1: anybody else on the Spurs that have your focus right now?
0: Yeah, I think uh, DeRozan is going to get lost a little bit in tournaments. Um, you know, I think people are immediately going to go to Brook- Booker and Aiton just because of how good they've been. They're going to go to Dame Lillard. They're going to go to Jaw. Um, and then you, after that, you kind of run out of money if you're prioritizing those guys. Um, and you know, the price tag isn't amazing on DeRozan, but you know, again, it's, it's one of those situations where we have to really focus in on these guys who have something to play for. So I would, I would really look to DeRozan as a, uh, good GPP pivot.
1: It's uh, as fair of a price as a, as a price that can be fair credit. Uh, 8100 is like right around where Rosen always is between that 77 and $81. Yep. Um, I'm with you, man. They're playing for something, so I, I don't mind looking at any of the any of the guys that we mentioned. I probably won't go to guys like Jakob uh Rudy Gay. I wouldn't mind, but I'm generally not playing Rudy Gay too much. But uh, And then Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, both those guys are excellent plays, but they're getting priced up. Uh, but again, they they fall in that category. If I land on them, I don't mind them, but I'm not going to go out of my way to play them either. Uh, yep. Utah, Conley, Gobert, both out. Probably going to be without Moody 8 as well. Uh, who stands out to you that we can rely on and
0: trust in this lineup? Can I say nobody? <laughs> just the way yeah. that you know the the Jazz have operated their rotations um, was. I don't know if it was last game or the game before where there was just no word of um when they just sat everybody the second half um I can easily see a situation where something is similar again um you know I, I think you can probably look to Tony Tony Bradley at 3400 he'd be my favorite play in this game um but again there's there's probably other better values and he is only center el- uh center eligible which which definitely hurts a little bit but like donovan mitchell 8200 i guess in, in you know a large field tournament but um i there's just five or six guys i'd rather spend on rather than spend 8200 for donovan mitchell
1: yeah i mean he's coming off of uh a, you know overtime game where he had fifty eight and a half dk points so i'm kind of with you uh, I'll let other people chase that, and I'm not confident in his minutes. But Tony Bradley, I think he's a fantastic play. With these guys off the floor, he's averaging 1.19 DK points per minute. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to come out and play 30 minutes, but uh, we see what he can do with limited minutes. I think that last game, uh, last game where he was given, I think it was like 20 minutes or so, he uh, came out and put up a whopper of a DK game with uh, 41.75 DK points. So, three blocks, 11 boards, 15 points. He is a dunker. Uh, and I don't mind taking a couple shots at him. And then, you know, outside of that, you can look at Jordan Clarkson. Uh, he has a significant role as well. So if you think that Donovan Mitchell might get limited, well, Jordan Clarkson probably yeah, will too. Exactly. Um, so just keep that in mind. I mean, he is a guy that could, you know, light it up pretty quickly. He doesn't need 30 minutes. He gets it done generally anywhere between 22 and 25 anyway. And that's exactly why I think I'll keep him on my radar. So for me, it's going to be Bradley and Clarkson mostly. Um, probably won't go near Ingles and, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we could look at a guy like, uh, right Wright Foreman, but, uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go dumpster diving too, too hard that way. Uh, he has played 15 and 11 minutes over the past uh, few games.
0: And maybe if Moody out, uh, we see him play, you know, 20, but yeah, I could get there. Um, I just think overall Utah, I think this is a really good example of a team that, there's some good plays. I think Tony Bradley is probably a legitimate value play that you should look at. But everyone else is just we have no idea what the minutes are going to be. This, the key rotation guys are very likely going to be limited. We have better spots to spend on. I, I think this is just largely an avoid, avoid spot.
1: Absolutely. So we'll just uh, avoid talking about it anymore and just keep on moving. <laughs> uh, before we jump into uh, the second to last game of the night, just a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsors, my bookie. Uh, these guys are absolutely fantastic they are crushing it Um, and we're going to be having some good news come rolling down through the uh, through the pipeline pretty soon and that we're going to be bringing back some of these hoop ball dfs contests that we used to do Uh, where maybe it's once a week we get together with uh, some of our listeners a nice listener contest a few of our pros will be in there as well uh, usually around you know anywhere between 25 and 100 people uh, with a couple free prizes along of cash prizes from you know the entry fees as well so uh, we're going to be having some things. I know we're in the works. Uh, one of the f- first and top prizes will be a free membership over at MyBookie, bookie uh, where you can go experience all the good stuff that we're talking about. But hey, uh, if you don't win, it's OK. You can still go over there and use the promo code hoopball uh, and you can get a deposit match bonus. So uh, go over to MyBookie, Check them out, guys. We got baseball. We have basketball. Football's around the corner. Uh, get some bets in there and enjoy yourself. Only the one my bookie. So. Two games left, my good friend, and it's the Portland Trailblazers going against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, as far as a spread or a game total, we have one. This is the one that we did have. It's a 236 total. Portland's being favored by nine points against this Brooklyn team. As far as injuries are concerned, it uh, doesn't look like we're going to have too much uh, to talk about for the Nets. Chris Chios are questionable. Right abductor. Jamal Crawford still out. Dante Hall questionable. Right ankle sprain. Um, And then I believe uh, for Portland, I believe everybody's pretty much going to play. But CJ McCollum um, is playing through a fracture in his lower back. Uh, Here I am, you know, getting up off my couch, complaining about back pain. CJ McCollum (laughs) uh, is, you know, still shooting uh, at an elite clip outside of that last game uh, with a fractured back. I will not complain for at least a week, but I can't (laughs) promise it will be much, much less than or much more than that. So we'll start with Portland. Um, yeah, you eleven-two know, Dame. He's right up there now. He he's priced uh, right next to Doncic, and I think they do that for a reason. Uh, it's the only yeah. player that kind of makes sense. That you know, if you're gonna fade one for the other, it may, it, I get it. Um, Damian Lillard though, man, the things he's doing. Dropped sixty-one actual points in that last game. I I mean, fade him at your own risk. At this point, yeah, they they bumped him up as high as you can get bumped up, but. I don't, I don't know if I can fade him with, with how he's been taking over, the statements he's been making. It seems next to impossible to do.
0: Yeah, I think probably the only um, reservation I would have is kind of their last four games, you know, this run that he's been on. Um, it's kind of been pretty good teams, you know, against Dallas, against Philly, against the Clippers, against Denver, and – all those games have been really close and competitive, which has really helped his minute ceiling. And, of course, he's been shooting the lights out. So, I mean, with him at this tag, you know, he basically has to keep shooting the the same way he has been um, in order to pay it off. But, again, it's, you know, I think Dame is probably going to be the best raw points projection, projected player on the slate. You know, we... Um, those are at a real premium on this slate. And, you know, if this game does stay close, you know, Dame's going to be out there again for 40 minutes. Um, so I, I think it does. he does depend a little more on the value that opens up because I, I do think we will see more value as we get closer to lock time. But, yeah, I mean, there's just really nothing to say.
1: What if I told you when he played Brooklyn earlier in the year, he played 40 minutes and put up 75 DK points against him?
0: Uh, yeah, not surprising <laughs> against the the Brooklyn defense.
1: <laughs> and scored 60 actual points. Uh, so, I yeah. mean, and uh, I'd probably feel more confident if Brooklyn uh, had their backups in because for some reason, when they rest their starters, they're more competitive against good teams. I mean, they beat the Bucs. Uh, and in, in that last game, That's they true. held their yes. own as well. So it would probably be better if they just rested their guys at this point. But I still I have no fear with Lillard, uh, especially now that the news came out. McCollum's been struggling through an injury. Uh, it's such an important game. Um, Nurkic's also in a great spot. I just don't think I could pay that ninety-two hundred. Um, he should be able to absolutely smash this spot. But uh, even if he smashes, it's still going to take fifty-plus points for him to really pay off that ninety-two hundred dollars salary. Uh, and at that point, just spend the extra two grand for me. I'll take. I'll take me some Dame. Um, like I said, not touching CJ. And Melo's been balling out, but he's seeing a little bit of a price increase as well. Uh, Sixty-three hundred. Yeah, uh, that's too expensive. It is it is um, he's one of those guys if I land on Melo, I don't mind But then half the time I have Lillard already in the lineup and I'm looking at it Like do I want to play both of them? Uh, and I kind of you know toss back and forth But he makes sense if you're if maybe you're fading Lillard and you still want to get some exposure to this game uh, That's where I look at Mello. I still prefer Melo over CJ McCollum um, So maybe in my lineups where I'm not playing, you know, Lillard I probably won't have too much Nurkic either way uh, I'll look at a little bit of Carmelo Anthony uh,
0: Any interest in Gary Trent jr? I mean, I think so. I think I think he's kind of in that Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, uh, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker tier of kind of what I've been talking about the whole podcast of you know, you know these are the kind of these are the guys we want to be filling out our lines with that we're we feel good about their minutes. We know the team has something to play for. Uh, they've been playing well. They're in the rotation. Um, I think it's probably under a normal circumstance too expensive of a price tag, but. Um, if he if he kind of fits into your lineup and you know you're you're getting access to one of the better uh, game environments on the slate, uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I got a little interest in him. I don't I don't mind taking a look at him, but um, I don't I don't know if I end up landing on him. Uh, he's been balling out, but very very score reliant. So five K, I probably prefer uh, those Spurs guys to go over him. But well, we shall see. Uh, ready to slide over to the Brooklyn side of the ball? Let's do it. Karis LeVert, eight grand. Uh, you know, playing in this game. Uh, played 35 minutes in that last one. Put up uh, at least 45 DK points in three of the last four games. And, the, uh, yeah, I, I don't mind playing some Karis Silver at 8K. Uh, if you're looking to get some sort of game stack scenario, if you are playing loaded, you're going to want to run it back with at least one or two of these guys from Brooklyn and hope that they can keep it close. Uh, and the two top options for me are the two top options on their team. Jared Allen and Karis LeVert, I think both these guys – um, I'm expecting probably about 30 to 35 minutes from them. Um, just knowing that if, they, if they're going to play them, they're probably going to play them. They know they're playing for nothing at this point, and that didn't stop them from playing 35, 36
0: minutes in that last one either. Yeah, um, I think there's kind of something to be said for, you know, they can play spoiler to Portland. Um, you know, the Blazers are the last of the Western Conference playoff teams to get in. So, I mean, that that's I think that can definitely be motivating for these guys, and uh, I think you hit it right on the head. That if they didn't want to play these guys, that they would just sit them. Um, but the fact that they're available to play, I think we can expect pretty close to normal normal run. And yeah, I think Karis is a is an amazing tournament play. Um, I think he's just going to get lost. Um, I think he's going to get lost a little bit on the slate um, with kind of some of these other priority spends. Uh, so I would I would really look to him in tournaments.
1: I'm I'm thinking the exact same thing with people spending up on guys like Lillard, uh, immediately gravitating towards you know John Morant at only a thousand more, knowing how much minutes he's going to be playing. Uh, looking at you know the guys over there in Phoenix, same you know almost same price as a guy like Aiton. Uh, so I, I I see him getting overlooked for a lot of those other guys in more prominent positions. Uh, but if he's still playing 36 minutes, this guy's going to have one of the highest usages in the bubble uh, with the, with the starters that they run alongside of him. Um, only other guy I'm probably really looking at might be a guy like uh, you know, maybe Joe Harris. Tyler Johnson's been playing a little bit better. With Chris Chios out, he'll probably see a few extra point guard minutes, and that will surely help. Fifty one hundred's not a bad price tag, but not one that I'm necessarily uh gravitating towards as well. Um probably just gonna be, you know, LeVert Allen, and then maybe I'll sprinkle in a tiny bit of either like a Joe Harris or a Tyler Johnson as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think Joe Harris would kind of firmly be He's, I mean, he's right there price-wise with Cam Johnson, kind of all these kind of 5100 50, fifty-two $5, hundred dollar shooting guards, small forwards that we've been talking about. Um, and again, one of the best game environments on the slate. He's going to be um, probably lower owned than those guys. And Portland can't really defend a pinecone, um, so I I think he's I think he's a great uh, I think he's a great um, pivot. I like that. He can't, he couldn't def- I, I don't I'm trying to picture that because I used to have
1: uh like pine cone trees in my front yard and when we were younger we'd get off the school bus and have like pine cone wars and oh, it is yeah, pretty yeah. it's pretty tough to defend yourself against a pine cone like just <laughs> kind of like twirling right at you. Uh, those things hurt. You get covered in tree sap, so Uh, I I like that. (laughs) That's pretty. All right. Well, uh, I I agree. I think uh, I would probably prefer Joe Harris over those other guys in that middling range, um, personally. Just makes it easier. If I can't afford a guy like Levert. I can still run back some game with with somebody else on the other team. But let's move on to the last game, final game of the night. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans going against the Orlando Magic. Uh, There is no game total uh, for this game either, and that's because it's uh, pretty much injury city. At the moment, New Orleans Pelicans, uh, Josh Hart, questionable, right knee soreness, Drew Holiday, Ingram, Zion, all being ruled out. As far as, as, far as the Magic, Carter Williams, uh, he is out. So is Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, as we know, towards ACL. All four of them will be out. So, wow. I mean, we kind of saw some of these young guns from New Orleans, and it was, uh, it was some of that value that we had available. And
0: um, do you think he's going to be available tonight again? Yeah, I do. Um, I just, I think it's very likely, I don't, JJ Redick ended up not playing, right, against the Kings, I'm pretty sure, even though he didn't get ruled out. But uh, there's just no reason for them to play him or Derek Favors and kind of risk these guys' injury. Um, And they do have some bodies behind them where they can really, um, who can soak up, can soak up the time. So, yeah, I I think Jackson Hayes, kind of is right there with Tony Bradley as a kind of a value center option. Um, and it is a tougher matchup, but I think I want to operate under the assumption that Vooch is going to sit. Um, I don't, they didn't really, they did not extend him at all against Brooklyn. He only played 21 minutes when they had the game wrapped up. Um, do Do you see any reason why they would, play him in the spot especially with kind of the rest of their core rotation guys are going to be out i
1: mean the only thing that could stand out in my mind that that a reason why they would play him is just to keep that rhythm um you know some of these starters that's why you see them play half the game and they get taken out it's just because you don't want to give a guy too many days off kind of like almost with a pitcher in baseball uh where Mm. sometimes more days off are more harmful than they are good uh, and it can also, with all these guys out, these starters out, because Aaron Gordon said he's going to be ready to play when playoffs roll around. Um, it allows Vucevic to maybe build some confidence uh, with his shot and, you know, not having to share, I guess. And uh, a good chance to get some, you know, Markel Foltz a little extra run. And, you know, so I, I see the reasoning on why they might give some of these guys some minutes. Um, does that mean I'm going to gravitate towards them and play them? No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't feel confident in it, but I can see the reasoning on why they might.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know if there's a whole lot of like, you know, if Vooch is beating up Jackson Hayes, you know, the tiny little 19 year old rookie, like, okay, maybe that is a good confidence booster, but um, I think I want to operate under the assumption that Vooch is out. But sorry, I got a little sidetracked there. (laughs) No, 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 that's okay. I mean, hey, listen, man. I mean, that's the whole point is
1: to talk these things through. night before, that's, it's an early look. It's a good idea to kind of talk about this stuff because if you're prepared and you're thinking about it now, uh, you're going to be twice as
0: ready as everybody else once that news actually does break. Right. And, yeah, I think um, – but back to the Pelicans. I think Jackson Hayes is going to be firmly in play. Um, I think you'll probably have a real decision to play either him or Tony Bradley. I don't know if you can play both or if you necessarily need to play both, especially because we want to jam a lot of point guards and guards and on this slate um yeah, I don't know i think i between Bradley and jackson hayes which which way would you lean I'd probably lean towards
1: uh towards Bradley i think um i don't I don't like targeting anybody against Orlando. Even with their starters out, uh, they could just limit it. And they still have Nicole Mellie. Uh They'll play Melly a little bit. Um, favors, you know, he's not ruled out yet. Does he go out there and play a ton of minutes? Does he play at all? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, and then they still have Jaleel Okafor down there as well. Uh, he's creeping. He's alive. And he actually outplayed uh, Jackson Hayes in that last one at only 3,400. Played more minutes. Uh, i actually put up 21 points on nine of 11 shooting. So, yeah, uh, you can even look at him as well. So that's that's probably I feel more 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 comfortable with Bradley, uh, just because with Jackson Hayes and Okafor, it's almost a toss up. Uh, wouldn't shock me if either one of those guys has a bigger game.
0: Yeah, I think I think that kind of depends on who's playing well. You know, if Hayes is playing mm-hmm. well, he'll get he'll get the extra run. If Okafor is, he'll get the extra run. That's kind of how they've always operated uh, those two guys throughout the season is the the hot hand approach
1: absolutely i mean the guy that has uh i have the most interest in is gonna be Nikhil alexander walker um i love this kid yeah. i think he, i think he's a stud i think he's uh you know a, a future i don't know i'm not gonna call him like an all-star or anything but he has a bright future in the league he's somebody that fell in the draft probably way too far compared to where he should have went uh but he played 25 minutes in i last one with the starters out wasn't shy took 10 shot attempts only shot three of 10 Still put up 23 uh, DK points, had six assists, didn't even grab a board. Um, and he's able – he's long. He can get steals. He can get blocks. And with Josh Hart being questionable, if he gets ruled out, it's only going to be a couple more minutes for him. So um, I don't mind taking a look at Nikhil Alexander-Walker for some value. Um, those two centers, like you mentioned, Jackson Hayes, Joe Okafor, I think both those guys are very much in play. Uh, and then, I mean, <clears throat> if Lonzo was playing 30-plus minutes, I'd have interest in him. Uh, but he only played 29 in that game against Sacramento. And wouldn't be shocked if if he doesn't play much more and listen, his best part of his game is being able to distribute and the guys that he's going to be passing to, um, aren't the same normal guys that finish at a high clip. So, uh,
0: he he needs that talent. He needs that talent around him to, uh, maximize his ceiling.
1: Absolutely. And you know, there are the random games where Alonzo, I mean, he has been shooting much better this season. Um, even before, right before we came to the bubble, he was knocking down threes at, at an elite clip for a little while. Uh, don't expect that to be the case necessarily in this game. And it's got it's most going to have a slower pace. And I'm sure I'm expected to be one of the lower game totals. Um, probably maybe second lowest on the day next to that San Antonio, Utah game. Agreed. All right, brother. Let's uh, slide it over to Orlando. Uh, everybody out. Gordon, Fournier, Ross, Isaac. Uh, we talked about all these guys. Who are you looking at? If anybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, I kind of went into it a little bit just kind of speculating that, you know, if Vooch does play or if Vooch sits, um, I think I would have a lot of interest in Mo Bamba as, you know, as someone maybe they want to get an extended look kind of as a as a lower-owned tournament pivot off, you know, Bradley or Jackson Hayes or someone like that. Um, I kind of want to go back to the Markel Fultz well in this one. Um, he did only play 22 minutes. But I think he's a guy they want to keep, keep kind of keep his minutes ramped up, keep him kind of in that, um, you know, mid late uh, late twenties, early thirties minutes range, and you know he's going to be a really important part of their playoff rotation. Um, and as a young guy, you know, you're, you're not as worried about him getting sad or you know them really feeling like they have to limit him. Especially if you know we do get Looch out, you know I think a lot of that usage just funnels right into Fultz. Um, So he is a little bit more expensive, fifty two hundred. But I would look to, I would really look to Fultz in this spot. Oh, he's the only guy in the Magic I have any interest in. Um, Yeah,
1: fifty two hundred. Yet minutes might be limited to twenty twenty four. But the shot attempts and the usage have been there with these guys, other guys out, with Fournier out, with Terrence Ross out, Aaron Gordon. Shot attempts have to come from somewhere, and he's taken 18 over the past two games and have hit seven shots uh, in both of them, uh, giving him a nice little 5X return and then about an 8 to 9X return in the game prior to that one. So uh, I have no problem looking at Volts. Um, like I said, probably the only guy I have any interest. Don't fall into like that. Uh, be care- well, be careful with the Ken Burch. If, if we hear Mo Bamba's ruled out because he did miss that last game, he was dealing with migraines. He's not on the injury report now. Uh, but who knows? If it starts to pop back up, maybe they don't take the chance. And if he's ruled out, you could look at a guy like Ken Birch. Um, outside of that, just Markel Fultz for me. Yep.
0: I think All this right. game is largely one you can not completely ignore, but for if you're building cash teams or optimal lineups, I think you have plenty of options in the first four games as opposed to this one.
1: All right. Uh, I like it, man. That's it. Uh, A little longer than we'd like, uh, about, you know, an hour and four minutes or so. So uh, we thank you guys for listening and tuning in with us. Uh, As always, uh, if you could follow us on Twitter, you'll find me at Patra, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Aaron,
0: want to let the good people know where they can find you? Yep, I'm at Sports sports on Twitter, uh, A-S-M-U-S-S-P-O-R-T-S. Absolutely. And
1: if you guys can go on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, you know, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening. Give us a thumbs up. Nice great review. Leave us a comment. Uh, we'd love to see that good stuff. Uh, raises the morale over here. lets us know that we're doing a good job. But it also gets, you, allows you guys to have an input. Uh, let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what you enjoy, and uh, what you'd like to see next. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh looks like I will be on uh, with Bretton, my, uh, my good buddy from Australia out there. So, uh, as always, for everybody over here at Hoopball, thank you for listening. Take care, and let's go out there and crush this lake, guys.